the Pesach says, Moshe came to the snare. <coughs> so, Hashem says to him, Shalna olecha mi'alrag lecha, k'amokim ashirat o'imet sham admas kodesh. So, Zuchafetz Chaim, that says on this Pesach, that he says it in many different ways. It's brought down in a different shtiklach how he said it. But the basic machshab, the way I understand it, is that take your shoes off. Either you can learn, you don't have to go anywhere. You've arrived. Take off your shoes. The shoes are called na'alayim. They help you be oiler. But when you come to a base of Migdash, you don't got to go anyplace. Right? It's admas kodesh. But the point is, that he says that sometimes in life you have to know that if Hashem put you here, this is your Admas Kodesh. Now, I, I, there was a lady in Phoenix that I mentioned many times that I, I got to know, and I used to call her every Friday with a Dvar Torah. She was mocked, but if I called her, I had to have a Dvar Torah. So I called her one day, and she tells me she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So, um, okay, so we, we schmoozed, and then I told her the vort. And I told her this vort, that wherever you are in life, that's the Atmos Kodesh. I got a letter from her. I tried to find it today. I couldn't find it. But a few months later, she says to me, you have no way of knowing how that vort kept me alive for the last three months. That when you're lying in a hospital bed, and she was an active person who was a you know a doer, and her husband was a big macher, and now she's stuck in bed. But if she knows this is my Agnes Kodesh, that's what kept her going. So we sometimes in life you're, you're frustrated, you know what's going on. This is not. This is your Agnes Kodesh. This is what Hashem wants you. This is what Hashem gave you, and this is what you can turn into Agnes Kodesh. We're not always excited with the way things are, but if Hashem put me here, that's my Admas Kodesh. Uh, I'll call upon him. We started say for Shemois. And Shemois uh, literally means names. They want to talk a little bit about names. So um, the first thing is that there's a Val Haturim, beginning of the parsha. When do you name your children? So the minig is that by a boy you name by the bris. Girls very often you name on Shabbos. Some people like to name them right away, but today uh, you name the girl on Shabbos. So there's a rem as the Balaturim brings down. It says the Elishemois Yisroel Haboyim. So he says if you take the Roshe Tavis and Soif Tavis of Yisroel Haboyim, it's the letters Yud Lamed Hey and Beis. It spells Mila. So the, the Shmois of Yisrael Haboyim is Mila at the time of the Mila. And then it says, Es Yaakov Ish Ubeisoy Bo. So he says over there, the Rem is Es Yaakov Ish, is so the Shabbos. Ubeisoy, Beisoy Zu Ishtoy. So the woman gets the name on Shabbos. That's the Balatun, the Korah they bring, the Balatun, to when you name your children. This is for you. So, um, you know, historically, when <clears throat> that, I didn't, didn't see in the Torah that they oh, so it didn't work that way, it was in the Torah. Uh, 
well, it says that the two people that did not name by the bris, one of them was Avraham, because Yitzchak was a name that Hashem gave him, and that's an only after by Yomel Avraham is Yitzchak the night. Right? So Yaakov? Was, was Yaakov was the mouth, probably when it was more. Yitzchak was uh, Yishmol. Yaakov and Yisrael? What do you mean? That, that his name changed from... Yeah, but um, we get that. Now, um, if a baby, the Chonslav baby dies, there's any still to give a brismila before you bury the baby. The Shulchan Aruch says generally the name you would give is either Avram or Gershon. That's the name you should give to such a child. But he says there's an Indian to give a name to a child that was nifter um, because that is a very big school for the child to have So a child should have a name, even if the child died you know, right away or was born, stillborn, you should give the child a name because that, that will give it a chance to have Is there anybody in I don't know in Tanakh if there's anyone with two names. But, um, there are some compound names. Now, you, you, you find an interesting thing. If you look through Gemara and Mishnayis, you will not find in all of Shas and in Mishnayis anybody named Moshe. If you think about it, there's no name Moshe in all of Shas. Rav Huna's father, I think, is referred to as Moshe. That's about it. Who's so, father? Rav Huna. So anyway, that's the Chidor says, that's why in the Rambam's Kebra, it says, Moshe at Moshe, like, come to Moshe. But that's partially because there was no Moshe between Moshe and me. And so... They avoided the name. Right. So... Uh, and and uh, the, the and it says that the same thing on the Ramos Kever. And the reason why it says that in the Ramos Kever is because the Marshal, who was a big Balkuk of the Ramah, but he they wrote letters to each other, and one of the letters the Marshal wrote to the Ramah, he wrote to him, Mimoshad Moshe Lekom Kemoshe, because Ramos' name was Moshe. <laughs> so they put that on his Kever. There's one interesting, the Mice, the Arugas Haboisim, Rav Moshe Greenbold, he left over in his Tzavor, that if they're going to learn Mishnayis and Zeichen Nishmosoi, instead of saying his father's name, they should say his mother's name. So usually, when you daven for a chayla, you use the mother's name, you, you say Kaddish, or you say Mishnayis, you say the father's name. But he explained that his father's name was Amram. And so he felt it was a slight to Moshe Rabbeinu for people to be davening for Moshe and Amram. Therefore, he asked that they should daven for Mordechai, Say Tilim or whatever Mishnai is from Mordechai and Esther. That was his mother's name. And so that was an exception to it. Now, um, talking about names, there's a Misa with a Yid in Bnei Brak. Yidin had eight daughters. And his wife was expecting the ninth. And the doctor said that she's expecting a girl. So it turned out they went to the hospital, Erev Shabbos. And Mamish, uh, she gave birth, you know, just before the sirens started going off. And so he wasn't in the delivery room, and the mother calls out to him, Yankel, if you hurry back to B'nai Brak, you, the girls won't be alone for Shabbos. Hurry up, go back. So he runs out, he gets into his car, he gets into a, a, a taxi, whatever, goes back to B'nai Brak, and, um, you know, he takes care of the girls, and Shabbos morning he goes to shul, 
and he gets an aliyah. And then, you know, he knew that you name a child after somebody in the parsha. So it was parsha Shmois, It was kind of like this Shabbos. So he names the girl Yecheved. Waits the Shabbos. He's waiting to go back. His wife was in Laniato Hospital. And she calls him up. She says, uh, before he gets to leave, she, he gets a call. And she says, Yankel, Yankel, so how do you manage with the Shalom Zohar? <laughs> and so uh, he drops the phone. And uh, he, she says, Yankel, what's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> so he, he realized, number one, he had a boy. And number two, he just named the boy Yochev. <laughs> so they went to Rebchaim Kanievsky. You have, Rebchaim Kanievsky has in his Sefer, Tama de Kra, he has 65 names that boys and girls have the same name. So uh, the marshal, somebody came to him once and said that his name was Yoyna. And, and he was named, and, and the, his son was read a shidduch to a girl named Yoyna. So is it okay to have a father-in-law with the same name as the daughter-in-law? So he said, there's no problem. And another Misa was a guy who went to the Yashiv, and um, his name was Simcha, and he was going out with a girl named Simcha. So he asked the Shaila, you know, what about that? So Rabbi Yashiv said that the boy should change the name to Sosan. Simchan Sosan came in Hobbit, right? You know, and so he changed his name to Sosan. So you have uh, you have boys named Sosan, right? Uh, Sosan Kellerman. Uh, I've heard of yeah, last so, name is Sassoon. So anyway, so this guy goes to Rechaim Kanievsky, what am I supposed to do? I just named my daughter, my son, Yecheved. So he says, it's not a problem. Ishtai Kikufai is called him Amram. And so they named, they named the boy Amram because Amram's wife was Yecheved. So Ishtai Kikufai, you're not really changing your name. And so uh, that was his answer. So they named the boy Amram. That was the... So another similar Misa that took place. Also, there's a true story. This this guy is a shtickle amoritz. And the same thing, he has, his wife is in the hospital and um, she gives birth and so, you know, it's Arab Shabbos, he goes home and he's convinced he's having a son. But for some reason, you know, he was thinking boy all the time and it was a girl. But he's convinced it's a boy. And at Kedekach, he was so excited that he decided he's naming the boy Shabbos morning. And he named the boy, it was Parshas Nosoy. So he looked in Haftarah and... Didn't wait for the bris? Well, he didn't wait for the bris. He, he decided to name the boy right away. He was so excited. So he named the boy Manoyach. Then they found out it was a girl. So he went back to Mechai Kariyevsky. And so he said, the Lord in Baba Basra, Daftzadiyalo, says that Manoyach's wife's name was Hatzel Poynes. So that's the name they gave the daughter. Hatzlil Poynes. And so, I don't know, you know, if they changed okay. it afterward. But <laughs> that was the name that he was stuck with. What? Chrysanthemum. What? Chrysanthemum. Similar to that, yeah. Anyway, um, there was a Misa, I may have told you this story, the, the way I saw it in the Sefer, I saw this was Shtikotayra from of Karelenstein. He says that um, there was a Yid his name was Mordechai Greenfeld. And he went through the Holocaust. And he suffered a lot. He went through Shiva Maduri Gehenim. He went with a very close friend of his name, Engel. I forgot what his last, his first name was. But the both of them, they went through Shiva Maduri Gehenim. They both survived. And after the war, after all the, you know, going to the 
misplaced persons camps, whatever it was, he got a visa to go to Canada. His friend, Engel, came down with typhus, and even though he was recuperating, he couldn't get a visa to leave Europe. So before he left, he came to visit his friend. His friend was crying. He said, you know, now we went through everything together, and now we'll be stuck here, bare base, I'm going to be buried here. And so Greenfield says to him, no, you're going to take my visa, and you're going to take my name, and you're going to Canada, and I'll I'll get Zechonetza. I'm healthy. I'll, I'll give it. And he didn't want to take it, and he convinced him. Finally, he realized he meant it Ehrlich. And so uh, Mr. Engel took the boat, and he went to Canada, and Greenfeld found a visa or somebody named a Weinberger who had died and had a visa. And so he took his visa, changed his name to Mottel Weinberger, and he came to America. And Boishim uh, rewarded him for his mysterious nephew. He became very wealthy. Children, big and he was, I think, a visionist of Chosset. So he went to the Imre Chaim, the visionist of Rebbe, and he said, it's a, my name, they call me Mottel Weinberg, my name is really Mottel Greenfeld. My, all my relatives are Greenfeld, my Zayda was Greenfeld, I look like a Greenfeld, can I change my name back to Greenfeld? So Imre Chaim said, it's not Kedai. Whenever you use the name Weinberger, it's a reminder of the mysterious nefesh you had for another yid. Don't give it away. Keep that name. That name represents mysterious nefesh. It's a name to keep. So uh, he died with that name. There was an interesting Shaila. There was a yid in Kiryat Sefer. A very chash of a yid. A young man, big chacham, chash of a yid. So a neighbor came over to him. A neighbor had no children. And he said, Herzog, I have no children. And I want to ask you to name your child after me. Well, I'm still alive. I'd like to know when I die, there's somebody that has my name. Otherwise, nobody to carry on to me. Could you give your child my name? And he said, Ishno uh, them, if you do that, I will pay your mortgage. He had a mortgage at the time of 400,000 shekel. This guy is willing to cover his mortgage, to pay off his mortgage, if he gives a name to his kid. So it's a very attractive offer. At the same time, he has a father he wants to name after. He has a mitzvah of kibbut of aim. So it's a shayla. What do you do? Kibbut of aim is a chiv de raisa. Giving this kid, this kid, this neighbor's name. It's a nice thing to do, but it's not a, it's not a chiv de raisa. And at the same time, the shayla is a kibbut of aim. The Haitzois are on the father. Father says, I want you to visit me in, you know, Timbal 3, right? Father's got to pay for the trip. You don't have to pay for the trip. So here also, you know, uh, my, you know, I can make $400,000, maybe my father should cut me to cover. So this is Lena Shaila. Now, another part of the problem was his father died when he was 52 years old. So the Shaila is sometimes, the meaning is not to name after somebody that died young. So we looked into that Shaila, and they told him that's not a problem. Shmuel HaNovi died at 52. Shlomo HaMelech died at 52. Right? And it says, by Shmuel, by Hiki Zokin Shmuel. So 52 is not considered dying young. Okay. So um, so that, that Shaila was not a Shaila. The Chazanish says the same thing. 
you know, people don't like to name after people who died young or died. And he says, anyone who died in the Holocaust is not a problem. Because if somebody dies young, it represents that person's mazel. In the Holocaust, it was Kalal Yisrael's mazel. So you can name after anybody that was killed in the Holocaust, no matter how young they were, that doesn't matter. Right? So, uh, but he says, in fact, I think this is really Karelenstein speaking, that he had a shvigger that died at 44. And it meant a lot to his shver that somebody, that they named a girl after the shvigger. So he asked the Shiloh. And he was told that naming after a mother, her father, is a mitzvah kibbut of a, which is a derisa. And it says, Shema mitzvah sliyedet of a ra. Says, you don't have to worry. You became a mitzvah kibbut of a aim, Shema mitzvah sliyedet, you don't have to worry about it, right? So this guy now, it boils down to, is a shayla, he can aim after his father, but at the same time, he, he can have his mortgage paid. And he's a, <coughs> so, uh, Basically, what? Get a bracha of twins. Uh, I guess it didn't work. But anyway, what happened was the, the psak, I don't know if it was a psak, but that was the, 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 what he, he named after his father. And the reason why is because they asked by Dumba ben Nasina, I don't know why they bring a raya from a boy, but Dumba ben Nasina didn't wake up his father. And he lost all the money that he could have gotten for selling them the, the diamond, right? I the Hitzois are on the father, so why should... Teretz is, that's not called Hitzois, that's called Menias Rebach, right? And as not getting a profit is not the father's Achrayis, right? It's going to cost me money to fly out to wherever my father is, that I can ask him, it's my Hitzois, you should pay for it. But this is not your Hitzois, this is a Menias Rebach, so that, that's not a Cheshven, therefore he named after his father. And that was the... I just recently heard of it. I mean, you know, so, so this, he gave up a lot of money to Mikhaim Kibbutzavain that puts the price tag on the mitzvah, the value of the mitzvah. I so recently heard such a maisu with a, a father and mother who was separated in the Holocaust, and they both thought each other were dead. And the father got soaked to Brochen that he married a Goetia woman, and he had a child, and she survived with living in Benebrak with her son. Right? And one day, with computers and technology, uh, they realized that they were still alive. And the father was so distraught that he, he lived his whole life in error. And he was breaking with the rabbi in the meantime, his son and his wife, and, and, and he's married to a non-Jewish woman, was that he died of a heart attack. He left over millions of dollars. And so he gave half to his first son and half to his new son. And... Um, the, the son from Eretz Yisrael came to America to, for the Levaya, and he finds out from the family they plan on cremating him. Right? And so um, he said, you can't do that, you know. He said, that's what we decided. You know, he lived like a non-Jew, and that's what we're doing. And it was a whole big... Uh, and finally, the boy said, I'll give you all the money, whatever millions of dollars, just take all the money, you can have everything, just let me bury my father. And so he gave all the money up, and he saved his father from cremation. And the way I heard the story, he went to Remichel Yudah Lefkowitz afterwards. Remichel Yudah said, why did you do that? Your father lived like a guy, and he gave up millions of dollars. What, what was your motive? <coughs> this was my only opportunity to make a kind kibbutz of aim. I shouldn't have a rhyme. No. But that's, that's putting a price tag. It's my mitzvah's worth.
you know, what that, what's that's worth in Shemayim and, and eternal value is not to be believed. Anyway, so um, that's what he decided. And um, Chaim, can he have told that, that idea that you have to bury the, that, that the name of the fathers of Mitzvah de Rice is based on the Trunus Adeshin that says that it's a Mitzvah de Rice to name a child after a parent, right? And uh, the eights of using two names would not have been an eights because the Chazani says you can't name it for two different people. Some people do that anyway, but ideally you don't want to give a person two names. Though there was a, a Maisa with a couple that became Bali Tshuva, beautiful story. And so they became Bali Tshuva and they, they're expecting that they had their first child. And so the mother wanted uh, to name the child Noah. And the father wanted a little bit more of a Heimish name, right? So uh, they had this disagreement. And, you know, it's right you know, a few days before the bris, and they're taking a walk together and hashing things out. The husband is thinking, listen, my wife, Mutchitzuch, wasn't easy. She finally gave birth. Meshachachama says that women don't have a chiv to period the rivia because the turn doesn't give you a mitzvah that puts your life in jeopardy. So it's not her chiv. But so she, she went through the labor. So I shouldn't give her the schus to get a name, right? So he says to her, listen, you know, you want the name Noah who's on tape, but would you mind if we added another name? And she says, yeah, it sounds, you know, she hears that he's compromising, so okay, fine. So they're taking a walk, and, and they're walking around, and then they see as they're about to come home, there's a billboard advertising a trip to the kever of the Rebbe Rebelli Melech from Lezhinsk. So she says, why don't we give the second name Ali Melech? So he says, yeah, sounds good. So they didn't chap. But the end of the name of the kid was Naimali Melech, right? And so uh, worked out very good. There was a Misa, a very cute story. This is a true story, even though you would think it's not. But he does. The Misa with... What? Why would we think that? The Misa with Mayor Lehman, Marcus Lehman, so he was uh, a rov in Germany, and he had, together with a bunch of other rabbonim, they were supposed to meet with the king of Germany. A very important meeting about the kehillahs in, in, in Germany, and the things that had to do with the Jewish kehillah. So he has a train leaving to the capital about 9 o'clock. He has a wagon waiting for him, punklish at 10 after 8, to get to the train station. And as he's about to get into the wagon, a yid comes and says, Rabina, Rabina. I have a shot of pikuach nefesh. So he comes into the house. He says, yes, sir, you know, it's an emergency. Um, he says, uh, Rabbi, I remember 55 of your droshes. Can I tell them to you? He says, I'm in a very big rush. If it's pikuach nefesh, what is the problem? He says, Rabbi, one drosh I could tell you. No, I'm in a big rush. Can you please? And so he says, I, 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 I had a child, and um, I want you to be the sandik. So he says, I can't be around in eight days. I'll be out of town. And so he's hocking him a cup. And, and he says, I have to go. And the, the driver comes and, Rabbi, if we don't leave, I'm going to miss the train. And, you know, he's hocking him a cup. And finally, he runs out to the wagon, gets into the wagon. The guy comes, Rabbi, Rabbi, Bikuach Nefesh, Bikuach Nefesh. He says, I slow down for a second. He says, Bikuach Nefesh. And he says, what should I name the child? He won't be the son. What should I name the child? He says, I don't care what you name. And name is Shlomo, Zelish, Melka, Gavn, Getzel, Velvel, Wow, you know. So, so, okay. They wake it to the train station, and just as the train is pulling out, 
they missed the train, and all the Rabbonim missed the train. They were waiting for uh, Rabbi Lehman. And, um, okay, they're very frustrated. He's very frustrated that this Ludnik uh, drained him a cup. The next morning, they read in the papers that the train flipped over. Many people were killed. People were burnt to the point where you couldn't recognize them. And this Ludnik saved his life. So he made a suicidal. And he said, number one, making a suicidal, my life was saved. And second, Hashem sent Eliyahu and Navi to save my life. Twelve years and uh, many months go by, and there's a knock on his door. And here comes the same guy. He says, Elio Hanavi. And he, he says, I am not Elio Hanavi, <laughs> but I would like to invite the Rav to Bar Mitzvah, my son. Right? So he tells his wife, listen, this guy saved our life, you know. But so... Uh, that's a chorus I tell you we have to go to the Bar Mitzvah. So they go to the Bar Mitzvah and um, comes time for the, uh, the Gabbai to announce the name of the Bar Mitzvah boy. And so he pulls out a big piece of paper and he goes, Yamod, 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 Shmuel, Shmelki, Zetzel, Getzel, and so he goes up to the father and says, what, why all these names? He says, Rabbi, you told me all those names. I listened to what the Rabbina says and you said all those names, right? You know, so... It's a table yakish reaction, <laughs> so, you know. But you said it. That's what the Rabina said. That's what we do, right? And so, kachoy uh, hamaisa. But um, that's what happened. So um, there's another interesting story that took place that um, we spoke about giving the names after after Rebetzin Eliashiv was pregnant, and they had a neighbor who was a uh, a lady that had no family, very lonely. She came and she said, I would like you to name the baby, give the baby my name. So when she told it to her, Yashif, she didn't, you know, what's she going to do? You know, if she has a girl, Rebel Yashif uh, has his mother-in-law, who was the wife of Rabbi Levine, and he has his grandmother that was the wife of the Leshem Shmavi He's got Koshiba ladies to give the name after and when they gave, she gave birth to a girl, the lady visited her in the hospital with flowers and said, I want you to give my name to the girl. So Yashiv did. He felt atzchesed to this woman. She was lonely. She had nothing. They did it atzchesed. And um, when this woman died, she left her apartment to Yashiv. Yashiv refused to take it, and he gave it to... He gave it to the Hegdish. I guess the Hegdish was like here. You have what's it called? Base. Uh, base Orchim. It's a house of Orchim. They have one over here on, on Fourth mm-hmm. Lane. What it was called. Uh, but yeah, so he he gave it to whatever organization runs Achnas Orchim. It should be another apartment for Achnas Orchim. But he refused to take it for himself, even though he was very he could have used it. Back, but uh, he felt that he did a chesed. He didn't want to benefit from it. Now, there are chilukim between Svartim and Ashkenazim and how names are given and how it works. Uh, Ashkenazim, Svartim give names to people while they're still alive. It's interesting that the Ramban and Rabbeinu Yoyna were first cousins. Right? Ramban's mother and Rabbeinu Yoyna's father were sister and brother. And they were cousins. And they also mechutanim because... Uh, the Ramban's daughter married Rabbeinu Yoyin's son, or vice versa, I think Ramban's son married Rabbeinu Yoyin's daughter. So when um, they were expecting the first child, 
Ramban said to his son, Emerson, I should be Zoyche that you should name the son after me, even though he was still alive. <coughs> Rabbi Yoyne was such a god, such a tzaddik. If you name the baby after Rabbi Yoyne, he'll become a great tzaddik also. So they gave him the name Yoyne, and Itaka became an Odom Godel. But um, that was an exception to the Sfardisha rule. But um, the Ashkenazim also have the meaning disgusting. First name is always given to the mother. By Sfardim, the Schusser, the first name is given to the father. Right? And there, there are some exceptions to that also, but uh, generally speaking, like with Oyashu, he didn't give the, the he gave the Schusser the first name to, to this lady. But I'll call upon him. Um, <clears throat> now, there's also. Oyashu didn't have a problem naming after somebody who was alive. I guess not. I guess he, he, he was mavatal a lot of Benhagen to, to do a chesed to a lady. That was his uh, <clears throat> that was his thing. So um, I'll call upon him now. The name has a big significance, you know. So Marshall, there was a yid who was saved. The Zoyer brings down that there was a, uh, somebody who was saved in an Amish and Neskoloi. They asked him his name, and he said his name is Eliezer. He says, "Oh, close your name is Eliezer." So. Kaylee was your Ezer, the Kurdish who came to save you, right? And St. Mignora brings a Misa that Rav Meir was going with uh, two other Tanoi and whatever. They stopped off at a place, and the inn, the innkeeper's name was Kidor. So Rav Meir felt, I'm not trusting him with my money, because it says Kidor Tapuche Seima. The other Rabbonim gave him the money, and after Shabbos, he denied that they gave him money. Rav Meir, who was nervous that a name like that. So I, what's the kid shoulder that he got that name? Meisterchis, a name is a tremendous koyach, right? You see, Klaus didn't change their names. They came to Mitzrayim, it was like the girl, Lashinu was Shmom, Lashinu was Mavusham, Lashinu was Lashoyim. I think all those three are really pointing to the same Nakuda. Your shame, of Hirsch says, is your shom. It defines who you are. It's your essence. That's who you are. Your name defines your mitzvah, who you are. A yid has a premius, as in a shama. Your name, a yiddish name, touches you up what you are. Your clothing covers your nakedness, and it says, I'm not a physical goof, I'm even a shama. And wearing clothing that a yid wears says, Look at my neshama, don't look at my goof, look at my premius. And the way you speak is the way you're revealing your premius to the outside world. All those inyanim are ways of revealing who you are, the etzim. And the yidden didn't change it. The etzim, no matter what happened, as far as we fell, whatever, we blind the etzim who we were. The panemius never changed. That was the svula. So you see that the Yiddish name is not something posh. There's a lot of uh, shyness to go into it and uh, issues. So we should be safe to have many grandchildren with many different names and have many people to name them after me. Yeah, so ideally, you're saying that it's not a good idea to name two names. Right. Well, unless the person you're naming after is two names. <laughs> Most of my kids are going to say Chaim Shimon, named after my Shver 